Hello, everybody. Welcome to the STEM Sessions podcast, the UK STEM careers podcast. My name is Natalie Chung, and today I am interviewing STEM ambassador Shah Ravi. Shah, please introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. It's great to be here. I'm Shah. I work in Capgemini as a senior consultant. I work in their digital consulting wing where I work with businesses to enable digital transformation and whatnot. It's predominantly a technology company. However, I don't work in exactly in technology. I'm more of a consultant than a technologist, I would say. Could you tell us some more about roles in technology and roles in consulting? Well, I started off about 13 years ago to work in technology as a developer. So there are a few, there are many different roles in a technology company. I have done few of them. So I, I can start there and maybe build up on it. So I started as a developer in a technology consulting firm back in India. Then I moved on to what's called a business analyst. It's more a person who acts as a bridge between the pure technically focused people and the business, which is like the marketing, the CEO and the finance team and whatnot. So the business analyst is a bridge between people who understand technical aspects very well and people who are very business focused. And I started as a developer, became a business analyst. Then I moved on from, say, a purely technology consulting background, which is developing softwares for clients to running softwares for them, to what's called product-based companies. You know, they are companies which build products and sort of sell them to other companies. So there are new roles came to be in, in such companies. These are called product manager. So I I moved on from becoming a business analyst into a product owner and product manager. It was more around banking and financial services uh, focused industry where I was uh, predominantly working for payments and anti-fraud software products, which was fun. Um, then I became a product manager, like I said. Then I moved into consulting. Consulting is more around helping clients to understand what they need to do, not only in their technology or software, but also, say, in terms of operations or marketing areas to sort of come up and use the new technologies or digitally transform or cut down operations cost or whatever they're trying to achieve. So consulting is more around helping businesses identify areas or gaps in their current processes. It could be technology or non-technology and help them fill those gaps. So that's what I try and do now. Amazing. It sounds like you've had a stellar and really varied career so far. So just to recap, you started off as a developer. I want to make sure I've got this right. <laughs> then you worked as a business analyst before moving on to a products manager. Yeah. So it could be product owner or a product manager. Different companies have different terms. It's around running a whole product life cycle and seeing what new features you can add on. For instance, you have Gmail and you see new features coming in every every other week or something like that. So imagine another product, it is focused on a company and the company is building it. So product owner or product manager is someone who owns this whole feature map or roadmap for the product, decides what is best, depends on the customer who's going to receive it, they if, do they want it or how easy or difficult it is to develop depending on all the budget and everything. So they run this roadmap and bring out 
one feature or the other at regular intervals. Shah, you've certainly had um, interesting time working on very important projects, including for anti-fraud in banking and financial sector. Could you give some more examples of the type of technologies you would work on for different clients? So I've worked on different platforms, if you will. So there are some web-based platforms, which will be like websites, which will be developed for our clients where you can say, buy an insurance policy online, or it's also Microsoft-based products or applications, which are built to detect fraud patterns in, in, say, credit card payments. So there are different platforms I've worked in. I've also worked for companies who produce what's called API-based applications. They produce these applications where other companies can link into it using APIs, an application program interface. So it, it helps Say you are building a product or or an application and other companies or your partners or any third party vendor can link up to it using API and utilize this application as per their will, depending on you have the right contracts and agreements in place. So I worked in companies which have built applications which are open to APIs and help those companies to establish a strategic partnership with third parties so, so they can effectively utilize this link and whatnot. So take me right back to when you were a kid at school. Did you know that you wanted to work in technology and how did you actually end up becoming a developer? Well, when I was in school, I thought I was good in maths. Maybe because my mom had a master's degree in maths and everyone kept saying that you need to be good in maths. I assumed I was good in maths and I also got good scores. And also my dad was an engineer and we had this silly joke, which I've told my friends a million times, but I'm happy to repeat it again. Well, my dad used to fix small things like fix a light bulb or open tight can and say, only an engineer can do this, you know, because he was the only engineer at home then. So whatever, very, even very silly things like keeping the door open or something, he'll be like, oh, only an engineer can do it. So that's when I decided I had to be in this like <laughs> elite platform <laughs> where I can be one of the engineers along with him. So I was definitely going to do an engineering degree. I hadn't decided what it was. In my final years in school in India, it's like plus one and plus two, it's called. So we had computer science as one of our subjects. And I love programming, maybe because I like the teacher, I'm not sure, but I really liked her. We had a very good rapport and I thought I really did well in programming. So these are the different aspects I knew about myself. I was, I thought I was good in maths. I wanted to be an engineer and I love programming. So I ended up being, so when it was a chance to choose a degree, I chose an engineering degree specializing in computer science, So which was was really good where we studied a couple of years we studied like pure engineering subjects like engineering mechanics and engineering drawing and stuff like that which I've never used in my life but it was so good but then we studied computer science based programming and networking and web technology subjects very very interesting and what would you recommend for young people who might be interested in working in the technology field in the future I think it's nowadays, it's not quite necessary to have a technology-based degree to work in technology. Having said that, it's surely definitely very helpful if you have a technology degree. It could be a diploma, it could be a bachelor's, but any knowledge or if you've already gone to university and studied technology or programming or even something around software engineering, it will really helpful. I can say that probably because while I don't work in pure technology role now, like 
developer certainly helped me in my role currently to understand what a developer or an architect or some technology focused person is saying so and i can apply it and explain it to the other side of the table who don't understand technology so i i have serious advantage in this aspect so i strongly recommend at least a bit of technology knowledge before you get into technology but it's not that you have to have it to get into one job like that so the industry is well received we hear about a lot of different terms including coding programming software development software engineering which you mentioned also like technical architects and the list goes on this might be quite confusing for people who are sort of outside of the field what would you recommend for those who are looking to find out more terms are used interchangeably coder developer and software engineer are quite the same and it a technical architect could be a logical progression of say a developer role if you would like to proceed that way and it's it's more around building up the platform or building up the base for developing any software so it's all are interconnected and interchangeably used so I do understand for for someone who does not come from a technology industry all these will be very confusing and very scary but it's not that scary it's just different terms different companies and different way they speak I think that's important to include because there are so many different terms and a lot of people may feel like they have to choose very early on especially if they're choosing a higher education not quite necessarily so you can say you wanted to become a software developer and you studied say java programming and you can come into technology as a developer and change careers you don't have to be a developer anymore if you decide so it will help you because i believe skills are transferable so as the technology industry or consulting industry skills are definitely transferable it's not that you study development and you are going to work as a coder so it could be anything that's of particular interest to me because my sister studied economics and is now like a tech consultant as well okay i think it's i just got back from a 3 day training where we introduce ourselves people from different countries were there so me from the uk a few from uh, Germany few from Paris and it seems so to me that in Germany the ceremony mechanical engineers who came along with me it was like oh wow okay and in Paris the people from the fashion industry were there they were also consultant to similar projects but in in another industry people who worked say in retail with wine selling and all that were also with me so it's just that however wherever you worked we can find a way to fit into this industry is so remarkable tell us some more information about what you do day to day as a technology consultant sure uh so i work predominantly with clients in the financial sector so i work in teams which do digital delivery so we're moving away from paper and physical paper based system into everything being online self serviced and what not say buying a policy online changing your payment details online or filling up a application to do a credit card credit check or online all that is becoming more digital so i work with these clients to help them build these digital solution it could be a web solution or it could be an application or it could be a mobile app so help them build this solution help them develop the manpower 
our human power to be able to build these solutions. Set up a delivery team that would work in a particular way so that it's easier to drive delivery. Also help them analyze their operations to see what can be automated, what needs to change in the way they work so that we digitally transform the business. That's what I do in a as a long answer and a short answer. I try and work with delivery teams to use the latest technology so that we can do everything online. Thank you. That's really interesting. And I can definitely see the importance of that in the real world as well. What sorts of skills and qualities would someone being in a technology consultant role need? I think it's more stakeholder management than anything else to understand what your client needs, what what sort of teams they run, what sort of operations persons do they have and what what is the requirement from them? What do they need the software or the application to do? Just understanding. It's more around active listening, stakeholder management, and attention to detail. These are the three important skills, I would say, to work in consulting, technology consulting, or management consulting, whatever it is. It's These three are very important. If you're technical or not, it's fine, but stakeholder management is key. It's easy to adapt, I think, especially in consulting where we change projects very often. Mm-hmm. So you work for a client for like four or five months, then move on to work for another client. It's completely different the way they work, the projects you are on, the people you interact with, and you try to change and you try to fit in. It is challenging, but I love it. I love the new change that I get when I change projects, which is really good. So when you say you might change your client or project after a few months, do you stay working in the same place or do you move around? We try and stick to like London-based role because I... I'm sort of a working mom. I have a son and I have a nursery pickup and drop off and stuff like that. But we do have lots of clients in London. But having said that, my previous client was based in Hoshim and now Hoshim, Surrey. And now I work in the city of London. So you tend to move a lot. There are also other people who sort of stay away from home for four days, say if they're working up north or something and they come back on Fridays. But it's flexible. If someone loves traveling, it's the best job you can be in. (laughs) Because if you ask for, like I said, I spoke about the other way around where I didn't want to travel because I have a son. If you want to travel, you can ask for it and you can land yourself projects which is travel focused or you have to move clients or shift bases very often. That can be done and I've seen people enjoying it. I strongly believe in one thing. If you ask for something, unless and until you ask for it, you're not going to get it. So if you mention it beforehand, be honest and negotiate it, it will work. That's a solid piece of advice and also something I like to live by. If you don't ask, you're definitely not going to get it. What's something that you wish people knew about roles in technology? I think especially when I go to schools and when I do speed mentoring and stuff, People associate technology roles as to be a developer or someone who works on websites and nothing more than that. But there's so many, many roles. I have been in four or five of these roles. So I wish people knew there's so many roles in technology that you can't even imagine. So you don't have to be a developer. You can be anything while working in technology. You can work in, say, be a marketing manager for a technology firm. You can work in operations for a technology firm who's running a business. So you can do anything. And 
it's not that you, if you start off in a career path, you should end up being that. So you can sculpt it whichever way you want. You can turn it around. You can model it however you want it to. So it's not like you start as a developer, become a senior developer, become a technical architect and die. You, you can do anything. You can just turn it around. So start as a developer, business analyst, or become a project manager, start as a developer product manager, service designer, whatnot. It could be anything and the industry lets you do it. So it's fantastic. Even even my own family, certain people, they have to, they when they think that I work in technology, the first question that comes to their mind is what technology or what programming language do you use? Then I have to correct them. No, I don't quite, I'm not quite a programmer now, but this is what I do. Oh, that's great. So you're even busting these stereotypes and misconceptions among your own family members who, from your background, it seems like you do have other people within the engineering and technology fields within your family, but they still don't have a full understanding of the different roles that are available. You really stress that there are so many different roles in technology, including ones for those who don't have a technology background and not every role in technology is going to involve things like coding. Thank you so much, Shah, for coming on to our STEM Sessions podcast today. It's been really interesting to hear about the different roles that you've had and also the type of work that you do in the technology sector. If you had one last piece of advice that you would give to any young people listening, what would you like to share? I always talk about mentorship and the importance of mentorship in whatever stage of career you might be in on wherever you might be in your studies or you're just finishing up school. It's important that you find at least one mentor work with them, talk to them about your future goals, and definitely you will have better guidance than being just all by yourself. And it's not necessary that you have to just have the one mentor. You can have many to cover different aspects. Say you want to get into technology, say you want to be a developer, you can have a mentor who talks to you about technology aspects. You can have a mentor who talks to you about career progression and how to develop your leadership skills. And you can have another mentor who talks to you about work-life balance. So it could be, you can have how many ever mentors you want, but it's important you have at least one. And it's also important, you should not never, no one should be ever be shy. Just walk up to someone. If you think they can be a good mentor to you, just ask them. Worst thing, they'll say no, but that's fine. I think it's important not to be shy and go up to someone and ask them to be a mentor. Mostly they'll say yes, so... That's my piece of advice. Fantastic advice. And that's certainly useful, not only for young people, but also to the adults that are listening. There is a huge amount that we can gain from um, working with mentors and role models. Thank you again so much. We really appreciate your time and sitting down with us today to talk about the STEM ambassador work that you do and the huge um, success that you've had in your career so far. Thank you so much. It was great to be here. I was, I've been so excited to be part of it. Now, I'm so happy to have had this conversation, pretty long one, but I love it. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. And thank you, Shah, for sharing your story. Next week, we have Helen Watson, an electrical engineer at Arup. Be sure to tune in next week to hear about her story and to follow STEM sessions so you can keep up to date with our latest episodes.